Hello and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got a great episode ahead as we speak with a pair from Johnson & Wales. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on the show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student-athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we've got Arius Raspberry, a current member of the men's basketball team, and Tom Garrick, a former member of the squad. We talk about their favorite professors, some funny stories from the road, the opportunity they hope to see for Division Three athletes, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. Hi, my name is Thomas Garrett. I am a former graduate of Johnson Wales University in Providence, class of 2016. I was part of the men's basketball team from 2012 to 2016. And currently I coach at Dexter Southfield, which is a prep school in Massachusetts. We play in the NEPSAT class A division. So it's a very tough division, but it's rewarding work and uh, I love what I do. And my name's Arius Raspberry. I am a current JWU men's basketball player. Um, I'm a SCE major. Um, right now, I'm in my fifth season here at Johnson & Wales. I came in the 2019-2020 year, and now I'm finishing right now in the 23-24 season. Well, thank you both for hopping on here and welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to chat. Uh, before we started recording, you guys mentioned that you know each other. You, you called Aries, you called him your big brother. So I'm excited to have this. Maybe you guys have already talked about the changes in your experiences. So we'll rehash it a little bit today. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is your on-campus experience. So one thing that's been interesting is seeing how like the favorite spots for the team to hang out at or the favorite restaurants or whatever it may be around campus have changed. So Arius, I'll have you start. What are kind of those spots where you and your teammates are hanging out if you want to get some some time together, whether it's a coffee shop, a restaurant, um, a student lounge? What are, what are those spots? And then Tom, follow up uh, and let me know if that's the same for you. Yeah, gotcha. so ma- mainly after practice, most of uh, the majority of our team, if not our whole team, we usually go after practice and we go to uh, the Harborside Cafe. That's it used to be called Red Sauce when Tommy was there, but now it's called Harborside Cafe. And we just go there, we eat together, we laugh, we joke. And secondly, we, we usually stay in the locker room after practice. After practice, our locker room is like our home. So nice. And Tom, is that the same kind of situation for you guys? Yeah, a little bit. Like you said, it used to be called Red Sauce, but uh that was definitely the spot to go when we left the gym, get something good to eat comfortable seats you get to sit there for a little bit there's no time limit um I can't talk about the locker room talk you know they have a, a newer locker room a much nicer locker room so you know it's it's more inviting to uh just sit and relax in there um for sure but we also used to go to it used to be called marketplace I don't know if it's still called that but uh it was down city it was on our down city campus and uh it was just another eatery um, a lot of food, buffet style. So, you know, we enjoyed that a lot. Very cool. Any uh, favorite local restaurants, maybe when the family's in town or something and you're not working off a, a student athlete budget that you might ask to go to? Either of you can answer that one. So, yeah, um, the spot I feel like for years for Johnson & Wales has been Brass Monkey since it's right around the corner. So we usually go there when we have a little bit of, little bit of money to spend. Our coach takes us out there for dinner sometimes. So Brass Monkey is definitely uh, 
the spot that we like to go out and eat to eat, uh, eat at as a team. And um, now one, also one of our players, um, Sean Duke on our team, he has a, a small NIL deal with uh, Ladder 133, which is on Douglas Ave. We go there every Wednesday and uh, we have uh, like half off on wings. So those are our two main spots that we go to eat at as a team. Yeah, I mean, he, he hit it right on the head with Brass Monkey. That was a uh, a staple. That was if we were going to have a team meal or team meeting and he didn't want to do it in the gym, we were definitely going to Brass Monkey for it. Um, for people, for out-of-town people coming in, just spots in the area, I would definitely say uh, hit Fed Hill. There's a bunch of uh, eateries and good spots, little hole-in-the-wall spots there that you can get something good to eat. Awesome. So now let's go on the road a little bit with the conversation. So you weren't, you guys aren't too far apart. I think you graduated eight years ago, if I can do math. Um, so the travel might not have been too different, but that is one thing that's been interesting is seeing how travels changed over the years. So Tom, you can start this one. What was the travel situation? Like, obviously you're probably sticking in the Northeast a lot, so you're not getting on planes too much. Um, but, but what's that travel situation? Like, were you guys in vans? Did you get a nice charter bus? What was it like? And then areas follow up with what you guys are doing now. So like you said, we stayed predominantly in the Northeast uh, during my time at Johnson and Wales. But typically we had, so Johnson and Wales is, if you don't know, it's two different campuses. So our gyms on our Harborside campus and our classes are down city. So they have shuttle buses that are pretty big, um, fit maybe like 40 to 50 people. So we used to take those. So uh, it wasn't too bad. Everyone had a seat to themselves. But uh, my last two years, we we got more coach buses um, when we went on trips. And my team was blessed to, like you said, Division Three. you don't really get on too many planes. I was blessed to be able to get on a couple of planes with Johnson and Wales and go to a couple of different places. Um, more, more notably, uh, we went to Portland my senior year because we wanted a tougher strength of schedule knowing that uh we're in a small conference and if we didn't win the conference then there was no chance we were going to get into the tournament there was a slight chance that we uh would get into the tournament so we were trying to pack on that strength of conference schedule and get as many good teams as we could before um our conference schedule hit so we hopped on a couple planes but uh mostly it was coach buses not too bad not too bad so you took the shuttle out of service when you guys had a game you're like sorry students you don't get a yeah. shuttle <laughs> something like that something like that <laughs> i'm sure they have a couple backups for um sure. how, how about for you yeah so i got i got lucky i came in at a time where you know guys like tommy and before tommy did enough fundraising to the point where now i can ride on coach buses so i i've been on the coach bus since i've been here and um I got to go on two two really fun trips with our team. This year we went to uh we went to Virginia. We played two nationally ranked teams that really helped us. And um last year we went to Miami. We took one of our seniors back home to play in front of his family and uh we played some really good NIA teams. So um yeah, but I'm on I'm 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 riding a little comfortable. <laughs> Very cool. Got TVs at the seats, chargers and everything. <laughs> yeah, Wi Fi. Yeah. The whole, the whole night. <laughs> Welcome, man. Any anything? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about. Actually, before we get off that, you guys both mentioned a couple of cool places you got to go. Do you have any good like touristy experiences you got? Whether that's 
Portland or Miami? Um, anything that either stands out to either of you? Yeah. Um, I don't know how well you know Portland, but they're known for voodoo donuts. They're supposed to I, have I've been to voodoo donuts in Portland. <laughs> so we got to go to voodoo donuts um, in Portland. And then we made a quick stop at the Nike employ uh, employee store when we went to Portland. Nice. And uh, when we went to Charlotte, I mean, we just got to hang out as a team, which was the best possible thing for us. But uh, while doing that, one of our teammates had a relative who played in the NBA, and he was able to help us get uh, Charlotte Hornet tickets. So we were able to go see an NBA game while we were out there. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so my um, my Miami trip was pretty fun. You know, it was we got to go in the middle of January where it was nice weather. We got, we was in a really nice hotel, nice pool. And it was just a great time to, you know, be with the guys in a different environment. Our camaraderie is always there, but, you know, getting away from home with the, with your, with your team, it's, it's always a special thing to do. And uh, this past, this past December, we went to um, Virginia beach. Virginia beach was beautiful. I never, I haven't been to Virginia beach. So to see it up close, it was it was it was a really good experience. Miami in January does sound like a, a good thing versus uh, Rhode Island or even I'm in Indiana. So even Indiana. I'm a little. Uh, I'll I'll trade you my Charlotte trip for your Miami trip. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> that sounds like a fair trade. NBA game in Charlotte or Miami in the beach. Who knows? You know. Positives and negatives for both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, now let's talk a little bit about academics. So can you both tell me what your major is or what it was? Arius, what's your major now? Again, you said it earlier, but I didn't hear anything. Yeah, so I'm a sports entertainment and event management major. Okay, and you, Tom? I was also a sports entertainment management major. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a broad major. Um, mm -hmm. you, from running a sports team to running a ticketing department to planning a wedding. Yeah. Um, I stayed more on the sports side naturally. That's where my interests lied. But uh, it, I think it's a great major because you get to touch on so many things that you might not have thought of going into college. And you might find something that, you know, originally in high school, it didn't, you weren't thinking about doing that. But the more you learn about it and the more you see the ins and outs of it, you might you might think that that's an opportunity or an avenue that you can go down. So I, I like that major a lot. Most definitely. I I feel like it was it's a super underrated major. And uh, a lot of people who aren't familiar with it can't understand, like, how many opportunities there are in that major. So I didn't start learning. I didn't start really diving into it until about my junior year where I started making connections with my professors and other classmates and stuff so like I'm really I'm really excited and I'm really happy to see like what I've learned in the, uh, the past few years within that major and you know I plan on staying in that in that industry when it's time to get a job so that sounds like a very practical major to have not like you feel like there are a lot of areas you can go to after your job and you've learned all the job skills probably while you've been in school right sounds like very cool and I am sort of familiar with Johnson and Wales Denver just from a previous job. So are all the Johnson and Wales campuses kind of hospitality um, 
similarly based or was that because I remember the Denver one had culinary and hospitality as kind of their big focuses. I, be I believe so, yes. Okay. Very cool. Um, so same major, not too far apart in years. Have you guys ever chatted to see if you had some of the same professors? No, we have, but I'm sure we have. <laughs> I'm sure freshies. Uh, but no, nah, we have never had that conversation. So Tom, when you were there, who were some of your favorites in that area? So are they still there and have you had them? Oh, I have uh, two favorites. So one is Professor Drohan. She ran my events class. Most and it was definitely. a Thursday night class. What do you say, Iris? I said most definitely. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. <laughs> she's the best teacher on that campus, hands down, in my eyes. You know, um, but I had her on a Thursday night class, which, you know, when I was in school, there was no school on Fridays at Johnson Wales. So Thursday was our was our first night out. She was uh, very understanding of that, you know, at times. But more importantly, her class made you engage. Mm -hmm. it wasn't just her lecturing at you or take this quiz, take this test. We actually had to put on an event in real life. And that's what we had to work on every time we went into class. It wasn't, oh, write these notes. It was, no, get with your group, call these, call your sponsors. You know, it was a real life um, experience. And I think that I really appreciated that while I was there because it didn't make me feel like I was in a classroom setting. And for someone like me who struggled with school and struggled with focusing on things that I didn't really feel like I wanted to learn, that made the difference for me. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate her for that. And uh, she's one of our biggest supporters, or she was. I don't know if she still comes yeah. to the game. Yeah, but... she, came to, she came to my senior night. I made sure she came. So mm -hmm. she's yeah. super, super, super great woman. And then oh, uh, awesome. my second professor was uh, Professor Leary. And uh, I'm not going to lie, while I was in his class, we didn't really see eye to eye. But he was my second favorite professor because he never wavered. He knew I was a smart kid that just needed to apply myself. And he actually um, was trying to get me to get my master's when I graduated, even though that was something I had never thought of. Uh, he made me think of it because he believed that I could do that. And that was really one of the first people outside of my family that believed that I could get to that level of education. So I uh, am forever grateful for Professor Larry and our conversations that we had. What about for you, Arias? Any favorite professors? Uh, I would say I have about, I would have, I have three that uh, I really appreciate. And um, I really look forward to, you know, having connection with when I'm all done with school. So, but, um, I would definitely say one is Professor Johan and um, Professor Gilbert, who is, he was a negotiations teacher, negotiations, and um, I had him for a few other classes. I can't remember, but uh, he's also um, part owner of the new Topgolf um, building that just opened up in Cranston, Rhode Island, and Professor Polano. So those three are the three professors that Polano. Yeah, he's Polano was probably my favorite because we have a connection. We grew up in the same city in Rhode Island, went to the same high school. He's played sports at a, the highest level of division one baseball. Um, he's 
got to the pros where somewhere I want to be somewhere someday. So he's, he's a really good guy. And we have a lot of uh, mutual people that we know in the, in our lives. So he's always talking highly about me and I'm always talking highly about him. Aries. Mm. I walked into Polano's class and he must've talked to Drohan or something. And she must've told him like, Hey, you're going to have to engage him in class. <laughs> they're quiet. First day of class, he literally goes, you're Tommy Garrett? I said, yeah, I'm Tommy Garrett. He's like, hey, uh, I coached your dad in baseball when he was in high school. Wow. This, and you know how he sits, stands at the podium? Yeah, yeah. My seat for the semester was right against the podium. Right against the podium, the yeah. Front. So, like, he literally would ask a question, and if no one answered it, he would just be like, Tom, you have the answer? Yeah. Whether I or not, he was gonna make me answer it. That's that's also one of my guys, man. So yeah, he does. He does He just you know he he knows what it's like to be a college athlete. So he's trying to push all those athletes, not just athletes, obviously all his students, but he really he really admires all the college athletes that he has in his class, and he just pushes them to be great in in the, uh, in academics. So for sure, he's been on the other side of it. So he yeah. Understands more than someone that hasn't, you know, so. Awesome, I love hearing about these professors. This is probably the most passionate conversation about professors I've had so far in the podcast, which speaks very well to Johnson and Wales, I would say, um, but very cool. Um, so now let's go into some story time. Um, so I want, first wanna hear the funniest or craziest but appropriate story you can share. <laughs> um, so Tom, I'll have you kick it off funniest appropriate story that I can share huh oh okay I have one um I was a sophomore in practice and we had a 6'6 power forward named SI and he we're doing a drill called three on two two on one which means you go down and it's three guys trying to score on two and then those two guys that play defense get to come back two versus one so I go try to make a floater. SI blocks it. Now he's super hyped up, ready to go. He's on the two-on-one. No one's in front of him. He throws it off the backboard to go dunk it. He throws it too hard. He watches it sail over his head. Coach is sitting in the bleachers. Calm. It's a calm day. It's one of the days he didn't come in on fire. So we're thinking, yo, it's going to be an easy day. Let's get in, get out. As, as little mistakes as possible. I promise you, before the ball hit the ground again, coach popped up <laughs> we, like 15 minutes straight. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes straight. And we just got in that locker room, man, and we were done. We were dead. I mean, we just, like he said, we just sat in the locker room for 30, 40 minutes because our legs were dead. We couldn't move. But uh, those are those are the times that I, I cherish and, and think back on things of that nature. Man, uh, the funniest appropriate story, man. Um, so we, last year we're in Miami at Chick-fil-A. And it was after one of the games. And I play 40 minutes a game. And my body is humble brags, humble brags. My, 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 yeah, 
humbly. I play 40 minutes, but my body is finished and I'm a, I'm a person who cramps a lot. So we're driving to the Chick-fil-A and we get out the car and I'm cramping in the middle of the parking lot. I can't walk. I'm screaming to the top of my lungs and they go inside. My teammates get some mustard. They get mustard packets. And me, I'm in so much pain. I'm not thinking. They're like, yeah, rub the mustard on, rub the mustard on your cramp instead of actually eating the mustard. Come on, man. You can't do that. So me, I'm so like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm over here grabbing mustard on my hands and rubbing it on my cramp instead of actually eating it. And our coaches are laughing at me. My teammates are laughing at me, recording me and that was that was probably one of the fun, funniest moments I've been involved in because it was me on the other side doing something dumb and not me laughing at somebody. Lack of judgment, man. Lack of judgment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, that's hilarious. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so now let's go into favorite memory. So when you think back on your time or your time that you're currently in, um, what is just a, maybe a memory that stands out to you? I know you guys have are both great scores. You probably had some moments on the court. It doesn't have to be on the court. Um, but what is just a favorite memory when you look back? And Aries, you can start this one. Mm. My favorite memory. Honestly, I you don't really realize it until it's over. And now that I'm older and I'm maturing and I'm, my season's coming to an end, and I just look back at everything I've learned as a player, as a person, I can't really pinpoint one favorite moment because I feel like everything I've been through at Johnson Wills has bettered me as a player and a man. So I just, just being there and being one of the guys that not saying my, my coach doesn't care about all of us. My, my coach cares about us all equally the same. But, you know, me being a captain, it's just it's a different relationship that you have with him. And just knowing that he's always willing to stop practice and tell me when I'm messing up or pull me in the office and, or call me at night and just spit game to me. I, I would say just being able to process everything I've learned. And I don't know. I don't have a favorite memory. I just... That's okay. It's just, it's hard. I don't know. I don't have a favorite memory. The whole just, thing's been great, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just being here. It's just it's being here, being a captain, being a student athlete, going through ups and downs as a player. It's just, I would say that's my favorite thing. The and then knowing, yeah, the experience. And then knowing where I'm heading to and where people that really love me know where I'm heading to is, that's all I can really ask for. Awesome. How about you, Tom? Uh, I have a similar answer. Um, I'm going to pick my senior. I'm going to pick my senior year because uh, my junior year, we came up short in the conference championship. And me and my best friend uh, and our fellow seniors, you know, we, we got to work. We realized that what we had done wasn't enough. Uh, if we want to get to where we say we want to get to. But I just think that that whole senior year was it was kind of like a dream for a lot of us. Um, 
you know, we got to accomplish something that had never been done in our school's history. And to, the, to me, that was probably the most special thing. Um, my favorite memory was, or one of my favorite memories, I'll say, was uh, right before we went to the Sweet 16 game, uh, we were the first team in history to make it that far at our school. So it was a pretty big deal for us anyway. Um, we walked out the gym and it felt like the whole school was in the courtyard and they were just all lined up on both sides and it went all the way to our coach bus. And uh, just to see that support, because it wasn't like that when I was a freshman, we had to fight to get people in the stands when I was a freshman. And by the time I was a senior, you know, it was standing room only in that gym. Um, so to see that support and to actually walk into the game at another school's uh, gym and to see so many blue and yellow shirts and fans and classmates that made the two hour drive to come and support us on a Saturday night on a weekend where they could have went out and partied. They could have went out and hung out with their friends. But uh, I think they acknowledged what we were doing for the school as a whole, um, bringing recognition. And uh, I think we played a fun brand of basketball that was easy to watch, that uh, people enjoyed. So to me, when I look back on it, I would say that's my favorite memory. The fact that our freshman year, we came in and we couldn't fill any stands, not one section of the stands. And by the time we left, we had done enough that um, people wanted to see us, not only students and faculty, but people around the city were coming in to talk about Johnson and Wales. And that's a big thing when you have a Providence College and a URI on both ends, on either, on either side of the spectrum. So uh, that was probably my favorite memory. Very cool. So the last couple of questions I have for you both are more related to Division Three and just your experience as a D3 student athlete. So the first one I want to ask each of you is what it means to you or what it meant to you to be a D3 student athlete. And maybe that's just more opportunities for things outside off the court or whatever that could mean to you. So um, Tom, I'll have you start this one. What, is, what did it mean to you to be a D3 student athlete? Short and sweet, uh, getting it out of the mud. You know, um, I think we all have friends that are have we're blessed to get a Division One scholarship. I know me and Arius do, and uh, to see their experiences versus our experiences, they're completely different. Um, the training staffs, the the medical staffs, you know, but uh, how they travel, like you said earlier, we're not getting on planes and we don't have chartered flights, but they're something about getting it out of the mud and what it does to you as a person and how it changes your personality. There's not one thing I face now being an alumni of Johnson and Wales that I look at and say, I can't do that. Or I can't because I've been in these situations. I've, I've been in the practice at 6am where they're not on and you got to put on a long sleeve shirt because you're, your chest feels like it's about to explode in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just say getting it out of the mud uh, to be short with it would be my answer. Yeah, so he he pretty much 
said it, but it, it honestly, it means everything to me because if this is where I'm placed, no matter where I'm at, I'm going to make the best out of every situation. And I feel like I've been doing just that. Um, coming out of high school, I wanted, obviously I wanted to be a scholarship player, but that's not, that wasn't in my books. So I decided to come, come to a division three school where I could potentially, you know, I could reach my full potential, which I feel like I have been doing. And um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's a grind. It really is a grind. Just knowing you don't have the best everything when, you know, that's what young kids want coming into high, coming into college, what, 18, 19 years old. You want the, you want the nice, you want the nice travel suits. You want the team sneakers. You want the super nice jerseys. It's, it doesn't it doesn't work like that all the all the time. And, you know, just knowing that I'm in a place where I can do what I love and do what I do best. That's all I can really ask for. So being a division three athlete is, you know, it's it's a grind, super underrated. People don't realize how much talent is in division three in all sports. Say it and again it's 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 super underrated people really don't understand how much talent is in division three how many hard workers are in division three and i feel like i'm one of those talented guys and one of those hard workers in division three and you know i if division three is in somebody's books i would never knock them for it so that's that's what it's division three has been for me and and to piggyback on that a little bit I mean, just from an academic standpoint, if you're a Division One athlete and you're struggling, you know, you just tell your coach, hey, I'm struggling in class. And they find you a tutor. They put you with a tutor. Mm -hmm. Struggling as a D3 athlete, you got to go to the student center yourself. You have to find the right tutor that's going to help you the most. You know, just something like that. I mean, it's an everyday thing, but it's something that I think goes unstated and I think as a division one guy you might take it for granted a little bit you know oh all right I gotta go to my tutor today not yeah. tutor that is gonna work with you and just your team that doesn't have to work on the rest of the kids in the school and uh like you said a lot of uh underrated guys you know you see it more and more as the years go on, guys getting G League shots and guys getting uh, overseas chances. And uh, I think that says a lot about the guys that came before us, mm -hmm. that, that they instilled that work ethic in us and that, and that belief in us that, hey, it's possible from here, from where you're at right now, it's still possible to go out and chase your dream. And if you're lucky enough to live your dream, which some of us do and have done. Awesome. Well, Arius, I have seen your stat line, um, so I do know you've been making the most of it there. <laughs> You're doing pretty well uh, on the, the stats. I'm trying. So my, last, my, my last question for both of you, um, and you kind of started getting into it a little bit, but um, what do you, with this podcast being part of our 50th anniversary celebration, um, we've been looking back at the past, but also kind of looking towards the future of what Division Three will be. So when you think about the future, what do you see or what do you hope to see for Division Three? And that can be Division Three men's basketball or just Division Three in general. Um, Arius, you can start it and Tom, finish us out. What I would like to see is 
more opportunity. I know it's it's on its way, and I hope five, ten years from now, people want to start going Division three, even though you know you might have to take out a loan or two. But I mean, if got if playing the next level, getting to the next level is something you want to do. I don't want guys to just be discouraged on themselves and think, oh, I have to do the most, the almost the impossible to get to where I want to go. And I feel like that's something I've felt like being a Division three player. I don't know if I can't speak for Tommy, but definitely feel I felt like, oh, if I want to be an overseas basketball player, I have to do X, Y, and Z and pretty much do the impossible. If Division three is a place where, you know, you can you can get away, not get away, but if you could, you know, not saying that anybody wants to be average, but if getting to the next level and you don't have to do the impossible to get there, I would like to see that just having more opportunities for people who want to get to the next level. Yeah, I think hit that right on the head man I was I was going in the same direction uh just opportunity and like you said every day it's becoming more and more possible for guys that played at our level to get those opportunities um I saw the other day a kid from Bridgewater State worked out for the Green yeah. Bay and I thought that was great mm-hmm. you know addition to the football side of it you know and um just like he said, those those opportunities, man, like you can be an All-American in Division Three, and no agent would touch you when I right. was coming. Like I, I remember specifically me hitting up an agent and him saying, nah, you're a Division Three kid. I'm not taking you. Mm-hmm. Just flat out. And I'm thinking I can play a little bit, you know? So um, things of that nature, I think uh, – are they're definitely coming? Um, I'd like to see them be here a little quicker. Yeah, uh, selfishly for my guys like Arius, you know, I, I want him to get everything that he deserves and all the opportunities that you know he's been working on for these last five years. Um, I think, like he said, you 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 mentioned his stat line, and and humbly, my stat line was around where his is. Um, and it was around where yours is, you know. You, yeah. you think, was, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, I didn't really have opportunities like that, and I had to fight for every opportunity that I had. Um, I had to claw for it and beg for it, and just, hey, please, I'll come out and play for free. Just give me the chance to get the film, you know. So, I don't want anyone that has worked that hard for that long to have to do that and to have to go through what I've seen myself and my friends go through. So I think uh, opportunity was the perfect answer there. Very cool. And I actually have one last question for you, Tom, that's very specific to you too, obviously. So when you think of, of Arius, you've known him for a while being, you know, Little bro. family friendship, you know? Yeah. So when he, decided to go to Johnson and Wales. And now that you've seen him through the last five years, what does that mean to you? It's your alma mater. Um, what does that just meant to you? Uh, it, it means the world to me, honestly, because I, I remember 
walking in the gym to work out. And he was there as a high school, middle school kid, you know, and to see his growth and to see his maturity and for him to do it where, you know, I, I also chose to go to college was, was super special. And um, a lot of people don't know that we've known each other for as long as we have. Um, it's not something that, you know, when we're around each other that comes up often, we know it and that's all that needs to know. Um, but I mean, I, I'm extremely proud of the things that he's been able to accomplish. And uh, I'm just waiting for him to graduate so we can embrace him into this alumni brotherhood and uh, we can hit the ground running. Extremely proud of him though. Awesome. Well, thank you to you both for hopping on here today. This has been a great chat. Um, Arius, I will be checking in on your games the rest of the season. I know you have you had one last night, you have one coming up this weekend, um, and then conference tournament, I think. Is that next? Yeah, hopefully. We're uh, we're fighting for a spot. So we uh, All right. I'll be rooting for you. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. We need it. Um, good luck <laughs> the rest of the season and congratulations on everything, both of you guys. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you. you. It was a pleasure. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes each week. To follow along with everything Division 3, you can find us on social media at NCAAD3 or NCAADIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.